0: Would you just continue with your hands lifted, your voices raised with that, and just express yourself. Appreciate the fact that we're in no hurry from this moment, from this season. Hallelujah. 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 Mm. There's something very deep and profound here right now. Mm. We sensed it this morning. It's been with us all day long. It met us here tonight. Mm. 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 Ilaha kato loho, shata loho saya, ikahayo loho saya. That's it. Ha. Ah jesus jesus he got your lord morning, I awakened and laid there for a moment and immediately felt a deep spiritual pull into something uh, holy, supernatural, divine, God-like, and normally I keep my business off of social media, what I feel, what I think. For some reason this morning, I just Facebooked and I said, I just feel a a pull of the Holy Ghost right now. And I said, he standeth at the door and knock, and I put bold letters, if any man hear him. And immediately, a lady in the church that we used to pastor, a godly lady, a prayer warrior, was a covering for my wife and I for 15, 16 years, um... Texted me back and she said, did you see what I posted 15 minutes ago? And I said, I didn't. And I looked and almost verbatim, word for word, she had posted the same thing. And it has been, it has been all week long that I have felt such a supernatural pull into something so holy, so godlike. I, I, I feel like there's something to be preached here tonight. I feel like God wants to speak to us here tonight. But Even over that, I feel that uh, the world is torn and our nation is wounded. And the reason is because I don't think the church has yet to fully understand who we are. You see, I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised that police officers are being targeted And races of people are being targeted. I'm I'm not surprised. You got a little quiet there. Anytime you push God out of your home. Anytime you push God out of school. Anytime you make illegal prayer. Anytime you tell people you don't have to obey authority. What more can we expect? It's not a race of people. That, that's not what the problem is. The problem is we no longer honor God. That's how come we can have church without God. That's how come we can pray without God. And live Christian lives without God. Because we forgot that He is in charge of the church. And He's in charge of the world. And He's the head and we're the body. And without Him we can do nothing. We can't live without Him. We can't live without God. We need God to help us. The whole creation. The whole creation. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost here right now. It is in pain. And it is groaning. The world and the church are groaning in pain. That's what Paul said. And they are waiting for the manifestation of the sons of God. They're waiting on us. And the louder the world groans in pain, the church ought to be matching that. Pushing this thing to fruition. Pushing this thing to a moment, a tipping point, a finality, a moment of... Oh, divine destiny. Mm. I, I, I am, I am so grieved in my spirit to live in a nation with what's happened in the past few months. And this isn't a political statement. It's not a racism. It's just my spirit is grieved. And I'm not mad at 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 the world. I'm not mad at this great nation that I live in. I'm frustrated with myself because I have the answer. I'm going to go old school on you for just a couple of minutes here and just just remind you of an old-fashioned message. Jesus is still the answer for the world today. Jesus is still the answer for the world today. Above him, there's no other way. Jesus is still the answer. Mm. Oh God. I know you're standing, I I know you're standing, and you're so kind to me when I'm here, and uh, I I appreciate the freedom and the liberty that I feel in this pulpit. I give honor tonight to Bishop, to Mother Wright, I give honor to Pastor David and Angie Wright, amen, give honor to every minister, this great church, I salute you in Jesus' name, amen, and uh, it's an honor to have my wife with me tonight. Uh, still the love of my life, still my girlfriend, my bride, amen. And uh, my youngest of whom we have spoke often over this pulpit is with me, and I just can't tell you how happy that makes me. I'm glad Colton's here tonight. Thank you for your prayers to my boy. Amen. And then it's always a unique honor for a father, and this church is used to it, but it's a unique honor for me to share the platform with my son, and he'll be preaching somewhere in the morning back with me tomorrow night. And I, I honor him tonight. I love the call of God on his life. I love the ministry that he's allowing God to birth in him. Amen. Amen. This is, this is not so much my message as it is my introduction. If you would just stay standing and uh, don't know where we'll go from here, but the Lord does. The book of Hebrews chapter 3. Wherefore I was grieved with that generation. Hebrews chapter 3 and verse 10. Wherefore I was grieved with that generation and said they that do always err in their hearts. And they have not known my ways. So I swear in my wrath that they should not enter into my rest. Take heed brethren. Lest there be any of you an evil heart of unbelief. And departing from the living God, but exhort one another daily, which is called today. I want you to catch this, but exhort one another daily, which is called today, lest any of you be hardened through the deceitfulness of sin. So the only weapon we have against the deceitfulness of sin in this context is a constant reminder not to be an unbeliever. And it's natural for us to say, well, to be an unbeliever is somebody that doesn't believe in the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. But that is not what the writer's talking about. He's talking about not believing in a promise. Not believing in the prophetic. Not believing in something that the Holy Ghost promised you but has not happened yet. That's what he's talking about. For we are made partakers of Christ. If we hold the beginnings of our confidence steadfast unto the end. While it is said today. Shout today. If you will hear his voice. Harden not your hearts. As in the provocation. For some when they had heard. Did provoke. How be it not all that came out of Egypt by Moses. But with with whom Was he grieved forty years? Was it not with them that had sinned, whose carcasses fell in the wilderness? My Lord. And to whom swear he that should not enter into his rest, but to them that believed not. Mm. So we see that they could not enter. So here's the reason why they couldn't enter. Because... They believed not. So we see that they could not enter because of unbelief. That was the root of the problem. They simply couldn't wrap their heads around. If God said it, God can do it. Now, I'm I'm going to preach to you. I, I don't know exactly where we're going to end up tonight. But I promise you, if you'll work with me, we will follow the Holy Ghost here tonight. And the objective is to remind this particular congregation on this particular Saturday night that God made some promises. Would you clap your hands and lift your voice? And let's just make some joyful noise here tonight. Come on, there, there's something deep and prophetic churning right here. My, 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 my.
1: <coughs>
0: Come on, something's happening in this church. My God, have mercy. If you choose to sit down, sit on the front edge of your chair for me, spiritually speaking. I was on platform two weeks ago, <clears throat> a few days ago. I was honored to go back and preach the kickoff of a crusade from my former congregation. It was a great honor. As I stood on that high school or in the sanctuary on that particular Thursday night, I looked out into the congregation And the mixed congregation from Orange County and the Valley had joined together. And as I stood there, there were somewhere between 350 and 400 people. I stood on that platform and began to weep. And I thought, God, you're such an awesome God. You're such a good God. You never lie. I don't think you heard me. You, You never lie. You're just not a liar. I, I gotta, I gotta convince you here tonight of the power of that statement. God, you're just not a liar. My dad may lie, my mother may lie, others may lie, but God, you're not a liar. You just can't lie. It's just not in your makeup to lie. It's impossible. You, you don't even know how to lie. If you wanted to lie, you couldn't lie. I don't think you heard me. For it is impossible for God to lie. That's what the book says. God is not a liar. I don't care how long it's been. I don't care how rough it's been. God is not a liar. God cannot lie. God will not lie. God will not lie. My God, have mercy. Hmm. As I stood there and reminded myself, the Holy Ghost spoke to me and He said, I made you a promise. I gave you my word. And all things will come to pass. I stood there. Matter of fact, I sat down. It so overwhelmed me that I had to sit down. I pulled out my iPhone and began to take some personal notes. And I reminded myself... Of a moment when I was preaching, and out of the Holy Ghost he came and spoke. And the Holy Ghost said, Overnight I will quadruple this congregation. And I remember feeling so impressed to say that when we were of a smaller number. I remember thinking, Boy, now that's that's a doozy there. I, I know, I know. He did it in the old testament. He said, Can a nation be born in a day? Is it For a nation to live overnight And the prophet who spoke it answered and said It's not likely But if you say it, we believe you And in the 60's in our world The nation of Israel was born overnight So can a nation be born in a day? Yes I'm going to preach this until you believe it Can a church quadruple overnight? Yes can 500 people get the Holy Ghost in one service? Yes! Can your babies come back to God Sunday? Yes! Mm. Hallelujah! And so I sat down and I began to remind myself of what the Lord had spoke. And I remember preaching that moment. And He said, I'm going to quadruple. Tell them, tell them I'm going to quadruple them overnight. And I looked out there and I thought, now God, there's about a hundred plus of us here right now. And if you're going to quadruple us, that means it's 300 plus people being added to this church overnight. You know, preachers wrestle with this thing too. It's, it's, it's not just saints. And, and so I'm trying to preach this prophetic word and he just kept hammering me. And finally I said, I want to prophesy to this church. And I began to speak what God had said It did not happen while I was there. And one of the hardest things that I had to contend with driving away from that church was, God, all the things that you promised me that I did not see happen, how could you make a promise to me and not fulfill it? But two weeks ago on that platform, I looked out to that congregation and they had well over quadrupled overnight. Now watch me. The moment that the guy was voted in that took the church, he married two congregations. They became one. He was my son in the gospel. He was out of the local church. He assumed the pastorate behind me. And the minute he was voted in as the pastor, the plan was to marry those congregations. And in a smidgen of time, in a moment, in a minute, that congregation had quadrupled, Upon the election. Now, I said that story. I told you that story. That way to tell you this. Sometimes what God promises is so spectacular that we do not hear how God's going to do it. Yeah, Joseph, you're going to be so used of me. Joseph, Joseph. I'm going to anoint you. Joseph, you see those 11 older brothers of yours. I do. They're all going to bow down and worship you. Joseph, do you see those 11 guys? They're all going to serve you. Joseph ran to the breakfast table and looked at his brothers and said, I got good news for all of you. You're all going to serve me before long. I'm going to rule you. That's what the dream revealed. But what the dream didn't reveal was as powerful as what the dream revealed. I'd call it the process of the prophetic. The prophetic is powerful enough, but the process of the prophetic equals the prophetic. Yes, Joseph, you're going to rule one day, but you're also going to a pit, and from a pit to a prison, and from a prison to a palace. Come on, congregation, sometimes it's hard to wrap our mind around how God does, what God says He's going to do. One of the hardest things that I've had to learn in my walk with God is that God's got a master plan and He does not consult me about it. You know why some of you are having a hard time in your personal walk with God right now? is because you do not believe that God has been fair and you do not believe that God has kept His word. You are faulting God for things not happening that you thought God said would happen. If you will just hang on a little while longer. When you've done all to stand, stand. When you think you can't stand, stand. When you think God has forsaken you, He's not forsaken you. My God, I feel the Holy Ghost in this place right now. I think we ought to lift our hands and our voices and we ought to pay homage to Him. We ought to give God glory just because He's God and we're not. one of the things the Holy Ghost had promised, He said, I'll have this church having church in high school auditoriums. You will leave. You'll leave the confines of the sanctuary and you will minister effectively in high school auditoriums. Both churches right now are having church in high school auditoriums. The Thursday night that I preached was followed with three nights of crusades, a Friday, a Saturday, and a Sunday. For the first time ever, 328 brand new people were baptized and filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost for the first time. May I prophesy to you here tonight. If God said it, God's going to do it. If God said it. My God, I feel the Holy Ghost. If God said it. God's going to do it. Rip off your unbelief. You can't afford to die in your unbelief. If God said your babies are coming, your babies are coming. If God said your children are coming back, come on folks, you need to help me right now. We got to believe more than anything. We got to believe. We got to believe. Believe, believe, believe. Hallelujah, hallelujah, my faith is low, just hang on a little while longer, God seems to have forgotten me, he hasn't, God seems to not hear me, he hears you, do not die in your unbelief, do not walk away from God in unbelief, in all that you have, believe in all that you can muster, have faith, have faith in God, believe that God is able to do it all, Hallelujah. What are you going to do when God says, I'm going to use you. I'm going to exalt you. I'm going to anoint you and equip you. And then all hell breaks loose. Oh God, did we ever more find it tonight? What are you going to do when the Holy Ghost says, I'm going to double... I'm going to bless 500 soul revival and we're here on Saturday night and there is numerically less of us here tonight than there was September when we started and if you are not careful you will look around and that old-fashioned spirit of unbelief we'll start knocking at your door saying, is it really going to happen? Can it really happen? Do they really know what they're doing? That's not a new spirit. That's that Old Testament damnable doctrine. That's what cost Israel to die in the desert. But I was not created to die in the desert. I was created to live in Canaan. And bless my heart, I have no plans up dying in the desert. Come on. Kick the grave open. Kick the ruts open. Get out of the desert. Let's get to Canaan. Let's get to Canaan.
1: Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.
0: One of the first things that God did with Israel was to bring them out. Out of an old way of thinking. Out of tradition. Out of culture. If the North America church is going to have an apostolic revival, there are some things we're going to have to get out of. Sometimes I fear our culture is more damnable to us than the world is. That's not the way we're used to doing things. Well, according to Albert Einstein, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over, but expecting a different result. Oh, God. I told I told your pastor last night, this morning, I said, and we have such traditions that a few years ago we, we killed our Sunday service at all. We just... We quit having church on Sundays entirely. I know. I know you think I done not bachelor, And we went to having church on Saturday nights. And we had better church and better success and more growth on Saturday night than we ever did on Sundays. But you know who had the most problem with it? The people who come out of Sunday church. Hear me. Is it possible to get so culturally ingrained, to get so used to doing something the same way with the same people, that you cannot see that God is at work doing what He promised you He would do? Mm. It feels good in here tonight. I I just get used to having church with them and I get used to a certain way. And my my dad, my dad said, you're just supposed to have church on Sundays. I said, why? He said, cause. Now, I'm not telling you to have church on, quit having church on Sunday. We did. I'm just telling you a story here. Cause. Cause why? Cause. Cause is not an answer. Cause is an excuse. How come you can't believe cause? Cause what? Just cause. It's that, it's that thing we use as an, as an answer or a definition of something we're uncomfortable with or can't explain. Here's what blows my mind. It's easier to go back than to keep going forward. Because at least we know what's behind us. And nobody knows what's in front of us. And we are too comfortable in what we know. But this isn't a walk in what we know. This is a walk of faith in whom we believe. I ought to drop the mic and go eat pizza right there. I I just can't, I just can't wrap my head around it. I just don't understand what's going on. I'll tell you what's going on. You're getting out of the desert and you're headed to Canaan. And if you're not careful, a mentality, a belief, a system. Let me tell you how hungry I am for apostolic revival. If you've got to color my hair purple and put me in pink britches. You are listening. Whatever it takes short of false doctrine. Whatever it takes short of damnable doctrines or heresy. I say let's go there. I say let's do that. Because I refuse to go back and eat onions and garlic and herbs. I refuse to go back to last year's church. I refuse to keep having church like I had my kind of feel the Holy Ghost like I had it last year and the year before and the year before. Come on, God! You said there's a happy land of promise, God. You said there's signs and miracles and wonders. Where? Come on, come on! Help me right now. Does anybody hunger? Does anybody thirst? Does anybody desire the miraculous? I I was I was about 16 and had decided that I was really going to get serious about preaching preached my first revival I think I was 13 or 14 brother Chuck Gray felt sorry for me because he sure wasn't preaching but he had my mother and my father drive me to a three night revival and I remember about 15 or 16 in the state of Illinois I got so fed up with just being me and looking around at church as usual. And I said, from now on, on Friday night and Saturday night, I'm going to Anna Square and I'm going to climb up on anybody's car that will let me climb up on top of it. And I'm going to start preaching on the town square. I know. I know. We don't do that now. But this young preacher was so fed up ...with living in this status quo... ...that I climbed on Mike's car... ...and stood on the trunk... ...and began to preach the coming of Jesus... ...and the death, the burial, and the resurrection. And it wasn't long until a pattern was set... ...and people began to come and pray through. And it put that local church where I served at... ...into a season of harvest. All because somebody said... Where I am is not getting the job done. What I am is not getting the job done. Where I I know you're not you getting quiet on me now. Where I've come from is not getting the job done. So I'll climb on top of a car. I go. Care, careful. Let's let's uh, let's let's do it what we're used to. And so Moses shows up, and this is what's so funny is the people that were in Egypt should have known what day Moses was going to be there. Hang on. When he sent Israel to Egypt, he said, FYI, you're only going to be there 400 years. And at the end of 400 years, I'm going to send you a deliverer. And you coming out of Egypt. But I need you to go in a family and come out a nation. I, I, I would to God someday we'd slow down and talk about the process of the prophetic. It's not all highs. It's not all party. It's not all mountaintops. Sometimes you've got to go in... And do things that you thought you were never made nor created to do. Sometimes, oh dear God in heaven, hey, they should, they, they just should have known 400 years has come and gone. Any day there's going to be a deliverer here. Any day somebody's going to bring us out because God gave us his word. But it's, it's unbelievable to me how careful or how easy it is for God's people to fall into the trap. I just, I, just, I just don't think I can believe. I just have a hard time believing. You, you'll shout when the music's good. You'll give of your hard-earned money when the offering plate is passed. But this mind thing, this most important fact in the kingdom of God called belief, faith, obedience, we struggle so hard with it because it is the unknown factor. I'm sorry, Joseph, but had I told you in the dream that your brothers were going to sell you to a caravan, you would have never gone to check on them. When your dad said, go go down there and check on them, you would have said, not on your life. Because I know what's coming. And so sometimes God has to hide what's coming in order to get us where we need to go. I thought you said, I thought Bishop said, I thought it was going to be, it will, because God said it, but it's, but here we are on Saturday night, and numerically there's less of us, and so there's more on us, not really, because God's infinite plan knew this day was coming, and you don't need the rest to do what God's called you to do. God said this thing is so big I'm going to have to break a little bit of you off and break some more of you off and put them here and you there and this. Joseph, if I told you and they're going to put you in a pit and your brother's going to kill you or want to kill you you'd have never left your father's side. I can't tell you those things. But I have to have enough confidence in you that you believe in what I promised you. That you won't let dark days steal what bright days showed you. I'll I'll say it like this so you can tweet it. Don't doubt in the night what you got in the light. Don't let a prison stay steal the dream that God gave you in the night. Don't let what your brothers think about you rob what God thinks about you. Don't... Let me just tell you. Somebody, somebody. I was talking to them this past week, and they said, man, look, I, 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 I need you to come. And I said... I'll get there as quick as I can. He said, i got to have you now. And I said, I I can't get there now. He said, man, if if I could just have what you have. And I kind of put LOL and sent it to him. He said, no, I'm serious, man. I'd give anything to have the type of ministry you have. And I sent LOL back. What I wanted to say is, you stupid. LOL was the mask for you stupid. Because if you knew, What it cost me to stand in this particular place on this particular night. You would run from this particular place. And oh God, I feel the Holy Ghost on me tonight. That's why God can't tell you about the dark days. But He will enamor you with the bright days. But He's got enough confidence in you. Dear God, believe me tonight. God, I, I wished it was original, but it's not. But my wife stole somebody's motto. Our, our motto that we ripped off is we don't look like the hell we come through. I combed my hair before I come to church tonight because I was a little embarrassed by what I thought I looked like. But if you've seen me not standing here, I don't look like anything like I'm standing here. You know what I'm talking about. Some of you feel what I'm talking about. It's, it's what the pit produces. It, it's what the betrayal of brethren produce. It's what a prison stay produces. But brother, when you walk into that palace, you know I am here by divine design. No Potiphar. No Potiphar's wife. Come on, congregation. You can lie on me, but you can't keep me out of the palace. You don't have to believe in me, but he believes in me. Come on, congregation. God's doing it. God's got you where he wants you. God's working your work in this church. You ought to clap your hands. You ought to rejoice. You ought to let go of your poor pity attitude and say, God... Give it to him. Come on, give it to him. I'm headed to the palace. I'm headed to the palace. I'm on my way to the palace. Go ahead, something's trying to break here right now. Something supernatural is trying to break in this church tonight. A, now, I, I'm done. I, there's other things I want to preach tonight, but I, I think the Holy Ghost is ready. The, the first place that the Lord led Israel was to the bitter waters of Myra. And the people complained and convinced Moses to get them on down to the sweet. I read a commentary about The bitter waters of Myra. I'm not here to teach you a science lesson. But it it is a fact. The reason that he sent them to Myra. Was there was a film. There was a a, a salty something in that water. That when they drink it. It caused dysentery. What What a Bible topic. Because... 80 or 90% of your appetite, your taste buds, are, 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 are driven from your colon track. You only have an appetite for what you have previously tasted. You know why churches are constantly wanting to go back Because we're used to dead church. Controlled church. Culturally secure church. Where we predict the outcome church. And so when you get a break or revival spirit moving. They'll shout with it. They'll run with it. But at the first sign of dysentery. We don't like this. We feel more comfortable being able to go back to what we're comfortable with because it's a comfort zone for us. When they bypassed Myra, they went to the suite. From that moment for 40 straight years, every time Moses said, the Lord says, the people would say. And they so infuriated Moses that he smote the second time to what he should have spoke to. Boy, I feel it coming on. Moses, I wanted you to go. But I didn't tell you to smite it twice because that rock is Christ. And I'm not going to be crucified more than once. So you have messed up my typology. I'm going to tell you, listen to me. It's possible for people to vex the pastor. Uh huh. We've done gone from preaching to Bible study. It's possible to have people so enamored with what they want to go back to that they can't. Go where they should go. I don't care how bad Moses wanted to go. He could not drive them. He had to lead them. And you can't lead what won't follow. It's easier. Because I know what leeks taste like. And now you're telling me milk and honey? They don't even go. What does that taste like? I don't know either. But he said it's there. Yeah, but, 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 but. Wouldn't we be better? I mean, Egypt has already been overthrown. Hello. Pharaoh is dead there's some pre-existing harvest fields waiting on us. Wouldn't we be better going back to what we're used to? Oh my God, I didn't even know I was going to say all this. And Moses kept saying, but that isn't where God wants you. God wants you there because there is typology of there. And if we don't Lord, have mercy. Moses, you got to get them there. Moses would say, the Lord said we're going to move here, and they say we don't want to go there. He said, oh, come on, you got to go here. No, we don't want to go there. Let's, hey, hey, Moses. How come? How come? How come we got to do this? How, Moses, isn't this an constant, constant hesitation, hesitation, hesitation? I don't, I don't know. I, I, I don't know the answer to this. It was posed to me as a question. I I think I've mentioned it here once or twice before. But one of the the things I want to know when I get to heaven is what in the world happened to the big grapes. I know you probably don't think like I think. I want to know what happened to the giant grapes. They were there. But when people hesitate, the miraculous evaporates. Yeah. Hey, When they went in, those 12 guys, and they come out, they brought clusters. Big enough that two men had to carry them. But when they finally went into Canaan, they are never mentioned again. Where'd they go? They evaporated. Because God's got everything ripe and ready at His time, not our time. That's why you've got to quit questioning God and just start marching. You've got to quit hesitating and just get to moving. Would you clap your hands and just see what happens here for about 30 seconds? Drink this. What's it taste like? You don't have to taste it and find out. And you get a little sip of change or you get a little sip of the future. You get a little sip of God's will. That's bitter. I don't want to taste that. God, why in the world are you doing that to me right now? Because if I don't get the taste of yesterday out of your mouth, you will never hunger for tomorrow. If the prophetic is as heavy on this church as it has been stated, if God's will is so deep and profound on this church as it had been prophesied, how in the name of God will you ever reach the next level if you keep hanging on to what you've already done? At some point in time, you're just going to have to say, there is no pattern for what God's doing here. We are the pattern. So we're, going, we're just going to take the hand of God and say, where you lead us, I've never been here. I was born in Egypt, but I'm not going to die in Egypt. God gave me a promise. The prophetic's going to run deep. The supernatural's going to run deep. God, I'm done, but it's here. The will of God is here. The timetable of God is here. was here been worship service it's been here the last few weeks it's the will of God it's the purpose of God it's divine destiny of the Holy Ghost upon us My oldest, my oldest boy called me Friday, and he is in a—he's in the middle of a transition, and he's—he's he's prayerfully looking for the will of God about some things. And he said, "This is what was offered. This is what's happening." I said, "How do you feel about this?" I feel good about it. I said, "Let me tell you something. Sometimes, just because you feel good about it, doesn't mean it's the will of God." And I said, "It's possible." For it to be what you're used to. And because you're used to it, you find comfort in it. I said, son, the only way to truly find the will of God is to get your flesh out of the way so that your spirit can have a conversation with the spirit. And I said, sometimes the prerequisite to finding the will of God is a bitter experience. Please don't make me go any deeper than what I've already gone tonight. This ought to be (sighs) self-explanatory. I don't like that taste. I know. None of us do. But if you'll go ahead and swallow it and you'll let nature take its course your appetite will forever be changed and there will be a people that will never want to go back but they're going to become a people that says only what's in front of us we are not happy stagnant we are not happy status quo my god help me the holy ghost help me right now where are those people where are the men and women that say we're not going back we're not going to die stagnant we're not going to die in this stagnated pool of formalism and culture. When I was a kid, I know I told you I was done. I, I didn't lie, I thought I was. When I was a kid, we used to sing a song There's a Happy Land of Promise over in the Great Beyond. For the souls of men shall soon the glory share. I I can't count the songs that we used to sing about there. You do a phenomenal job. This is in no way slamming what's going on here. But I get a little concerned. When what we sing most about is here. Along with the songs about where we were going. Were sermons about what we need to change. We don't go there. We don't dress like that. Oh, you got quiet on me. Don't, don't, don't get quiet on me there. Whatever you do, don't get quiet on me there. We don't wear that. We still don't wear that. We don't dress like that. It doesn't matter what others do. The apostolic church doesn't. And in case you're new to Pentecost, we are the Pentecostals that still preach. Come out from the world and be ye separate, saith the Lord. And when you hear those types of sermons and are preached with conviction, it starts convincing you, let it go. Take it off. Don't go there again. Don't put that back on. Don't talk like that. Don't act like that. And when you've got that coming in your ear and then you've got songs about wanting to get out of here, it starts working in harmony. This world is not my home. I'm just a passing through. My treasures are laid up somewhere beyond the blue. The angels beckon me from heaven's open door and I can't feel at home. Oh Lord, you know You haven't let go of your friends back there. You have no desire of a friendship there. I'm not just talking about standards in the way of life. I'm talking about a culture among this congregation of Pentecost. Folks, listen, the Holy Ghost did not lie to you. I'll tell you what, if the Holy Ghost lied to you and 500 people, however we are, before this season's over, if 500 people don't get the Holy Ghost, we're going to quit preaching. I'm going to go sell cars or cows or be a cowboy. I'm going to do what Peter did. I'm going to go fishing. You get my point? Honey, I'm going to sell all my poles. I don't have a dealer's license. I don't know enough about cows to own a bunch of them. You pick up what I'm laying down, the only thing I'm sure about. I left to get in. I didn't leave to die in the desert. I left Egypt to get to Canaan. It may be bitter. It may not taste what we want to taste. But if you'll just follow the Holy Ghost right now. If you'll just let the Holy Ghost lead you to whatever water He wants you to drink right now. Canaan will come. The promises are there. God will keep His word. It shall come to pass. It will come to fruition. God will not lie. Hard to get somebody that spit out the bitter. It it really is. It's 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 easier to get sinner folk, raw sinners to believe in the miraculous than it is a saint that settled, strengthened, established. That has spit out the bitter. Our tendency is the first time it gets first time it gets a little difficult or we don't understand something. You know what we do? You know what our culture is? We hit the brakes. I don't want to get too in front of this thing because I got a feeling. And that feeling is correct because you remember Egypt's taste. But if you are truly walking in the divine will of God, you should only have an appetite for what's coming. I was, if I was teaching a marriage class, part of that deal that my wife and I do, we say this. The greatest problem with marriages, mundane, normalcy, comfortable with each other. This isn't a marriage seminar, so I'm not going to elaborate. But if and I was teaching you in the seminar, I would convince you the worst thing you can do. Is get comfortable with each other. Because then you have expectation of each other that becomes a false reality. Mm. I'm just wondering how far to go right now. <laughs> we, I, I thought, what made you think that? Well, because you always. Ah. But the reason I did it is because I thought you. Well, why did you? Because you always. And you start walking that dog back. You come to the conclusion they messed up. They they just messed up, and it's a whole lot easier if you keep what's in front of you more enticing than what was behind you. See, I I told my wife the other day. I said we should have had more kids. I'm just not done being a dad. I I, I want I, I wanted more kids, and she said. I said, no, I'm serious. I mean, Colton's almost 16. We're almost done. I wanted more. She said, "Uh uh-uh, not here. That's it, buddy. And I was moping around, thinking my life is over. I don't have any more kids to spoil. I want to chase around some little snot-nosed brats that are last names of Morgans again. I tried to get Colton to sit on my lap, and he looks at me like I'm a weirdo. Yeah. So the other day at Walmart, my phone rang, and it was a FaceTime call from my number two boy. And he said, where's mama? I said, we're right here in the deodorant aisle. And he said, get mama next to you. And I said, okay. Thinking, what in the name of God? I don't like surprises. And so his little sweet thing got next to him, and my sweet thing got next to me, and he said, you're going to be a grandpa. Grandpa. And all of a sudden, what's in front of me is greater than what's behind me. Stop pouting around here because God divided and God planted and God moved. Look around and say, I wonder who's going to fill their spot. I wonder who's coming. I wonder how big. I wonder how great. I wonder how... This isn't mind over matter. This is, I believe in the word
1: of God.
0: I told, I told the young man, the great, great young man that took my place in that unique service on Thursday night. I said, I'm telling you, I believe. I believe in you. I said, I believe in you because God's word shall not lie. Hey, brother, brother Wright, God would have had a more difficult time putting 500 people here six months ago. But not tonight. Tonight. There's room for 10 brand new ones right there on the front row. Hey, Gideon. Hey, Gideon. What you doing? You know what I'm doing. I've done the same thing for seven straight years. I'm hiding. I'm hiding from the Midianites. Why are you hiding from them? because they're due here any day how do you know they're due here because they've been here at the same time of year seven straight years well it's going to be different this time right that's what you said six other times boy I just found it yeah we've heard that before Thou art a mighty man of valor. Unto your hand have I delivered the Midianites. And Gideon said, Right. If all of that's true, why has this happened? And it's too easy. For when the prophetic shows up and starts working among us, We look at the minus column. We look at subtractions. We look at movement as negative. And God says, the reason why all that happened, because I had to break something in my people. I had to show them that my word will always come to pass and they started doubting me and I had to let that and that and that happen to get you to where you are to get them where I could take them into the next level Getting backed up says if all of this is true then why then has all this befallen us he said I tell you what you're going to do blow a trumpet gather the people you know where I'm going let me, just, let me just summarize. You see all those 30-some thousand people? Too many. Too many. For what I'm going to do with you, there are too many. Because if I do with you with them, hear me, it'll be what you did. And this isn't about what you're going to do. This is about what I'm going to do for you. And there, folks, is the revelation you need to go home with tonight. One of the missing ingredients of Apostolic Revival in 2016 in the Apostolic Church is the revelation of division. I, I know it's a it's a it's a it's not real comfortable and it's not real accepted. It's 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 too it's too easy for one want to have it all and do it all but the book of acts is full of examples of two by twos divide that multiply divide it multiply it, divide it multiply it. i'm going to tell you something i feel as prophetic about the revival for this church tonight as i did in september and I'm going to tell you what I told you in September it has nothing to do with me being in this pulpit it has everything to do with you uh uh no 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 that didn't go over you need need to get that it has nothing to do with me in this pulpit it has everything to do with your steadfastness and your faithfulness and your consistency and you saying God will not lie to us that needs to be received right now I said, I blessed them. Stand with me. I'm done. I really am done. I blessed them. I brought them out. I had a plan for them. If they would have gone tomorrow, just a little while, there was a, a well of sweet water. Had they just went through the cleansing, I would have immediately refreshed their palates with sweet and cold. But it's hard to thoroughly enjoy the contrast of the bitter. When you abort the bitter, you negate it, you step around it. You can't appreciate cool, sweet water if you've not tasted ugly, sickening, stagnant water. That's why the writer teaches us, despise not the day, small things. That's why Paul said, embrace conflict and strife and trouble and afflictions. Not as some alien or some stranger, but as something you are familiar with. He did say it. Not as some foreigner. But as something you're accustomed with because when it comes to you, it is there to bring something great out of you. The land of promise, milk and honey, the miraculous, the fruits of the spirit, the giftings of God. They're not some carrot that God hangs in front of a congregation. And when you take a step, it just keeps, it doesn't work that way. These gifts, these moments, these these moments are waiting for the church. They're waiting for us. There's there's such a liberty here tonight. There there, there really is. There's a freedom here. There's a liberty of the Holy Ghost here right now. And you you need to believe in yourself right now. God. Is working for you. I I don't... I, I don't know. I don't know if you can disprove this as much as I can prove this. But in my theology, I do not think Mary... ...was the first virgin the Holy Ghost visited. I don't. How would you feel... ...if something so mystical showed up? Uh, come on, really. You, you've never known a man you've kept yourself pure and all of a sudden some spirit says guess what you're pregnant you, you, you with me I think I think the chances are great that it visited many others but when it spoke the will of God they said absolutely not. Or, so how's this going to happen? You mind explaining to me what I'm going to tell Joseph? Rare was the woman who could say, seriously? No. out there right now. Mary didn't argue. She said, I do not know nor understand how this is going to happen. But I don't need to. Be it unto me. According to your word not what mama thinks or daddy thinks or what Joseph's going to think because if I have your word all these other things will work out the word of God is over this church the hand of God is governing this church what you need to do right now Say it. Come on, say it. Out of your belly, say it. God, I thought it would have happened different, but that doesn't much matter, God. As long as your hand, as long as your spirit, as long as you govern us, as long as you hover over us, as long as you're visiting us, I have enough confidence in your word to say, be it unto us according To Thy work. Come on. I feel a breaking of the Holy Ghost. I feel a settling here tonight. Come on. Sometimes you just need to take a deep breath and say, God's got it all. God's got it all in control. Something divine is fixing to happen. Something divine is fixing to walk into this place tonight. There it is. I just heard it. I I just heard it. It's here. Come on, folks. God, I thought you would have done it different.
1: I expected it a different path. But, oh God, I understand it's your word. I believe, I believe in you. I believe, I believe. I believe, I believe in you. I believe, I believe, You. Come on. That's
0: it. Come on. I I think some of you need to come to the front. I think you need to walk out here with me. I think some of you that are having a hard time understanding the will of God need to make your way in front of this church tonight. And say, I'm not coming with doubt. I just can't figure this out. And because we can't figure it and understand it, it's causing us.
1: You can't afford to
0: die in unbelief. You can't afford don't hesitate Help in the Of the odds, I believe, I, believe, I believe in spite of the circumstance, I believe in spite of what I know, I believe in spite of what I, Lord, I, I, of what I see. You, I, believe. I, believe, I believe, I believe, God, you're not a man that you can't lie. I believe,
1: I believe,
0: I believe,
1: in I believe,
0: I believe. I believe, I believe.
1: I believe
0: Come on We must not commit the same error That Israel did In their journey We must not fall prey to the same trap In this walk of the prophetic I believe I believe believe I just gotta believe I've got to listen to me just a minute I want you listen to me I, I, think, I think the word of God is so uniquely crafted and given we are taught that not one dot not one tittle not one word state nothing is there by chance it's all divinely inspired divinely protected I don't believe that there's lost books that the church was supposed to have I believe that what we have is the complete intent of And will of God for us. That's just what I think. We're not missing anything. There was a lot of stuff that could have been in there. Matter of fact, the worlds couldn't contain it all. But we got what's needed. And I do not believe, sis, right back there in the green dress. Somebody help me. Who? Sister Middleton, this is for you. I want you to listen to me. I do not believe the word of God is generic I believe it's specific. And when Matthew chapter 1 is given to us and the Word of God says, Don't be afraid, Mary. Everything's all right. For that thing, if the Spirit didn't know what it was putting in the womb of that woman, we all in trouble. But I believe that it was so inspired or divinely inspired by God that He put that thing that's in you. It's going to be alright. It's going to come to pass, just like I tell you. But it becomes contingent. The thing becomes contingent upon your ability. It's a blanket statement. Your thing that He promised you. That thing that you wrestle with. That thing that you think is going to overcome you. That thing can be divinely handled. By a moment in the presence of God. If you will not hesitate. If you will not. I don't know why you did it like you did it. I don't know why it's happening like it's happened. I don't know why I feel what I feel. I don't know why when I look back that I don't have many more questions than I do answers. But. Nevertheless. Thy will be done. I receive it. I don't know what in the world you were sending back there praying to the Holy Ghost about, but whatever it is, that thing mm. Mm. Even this very moment. There's a warring spirit that just stepped right up beside you. There's a warring spirit that just stepped up beside you. He said, excuse me, sis. I have been sent here now to take over. Yeah, Lord. Yeah, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Come on. I'm going to tell you all. That thing you're worried about, that thing you wrestle with, that thing you're doubting. Throw your hands up. Nevertheless, 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 it's easier said than done. But the power is in the doing of it. Nevertheless.